We are now joined by Bishop Julius Molloy, who's the president at Christian Ministers Council of Southern Africa. We are going to be looking at uh, uh, the, the issue around uh, the passengers' rail agencies' new trains that have restrictions and bannings, and one of those being that of church services within their trains. They don't want no loitering, they don't need uh, no gambling, vandalism, but also no preaching. And that's one thing that we are going to be trying to understand um, from the Christian community, if this is something that is a sound practice. Before we go to uh, Bishop Malloy, um, I'm just going to remind you that there is a clip. There was an interview with uh, Stephen Hruitis uh, in the morning and uh, on sunrise, and he was chatting to Reverend Mzwandile Malloy. So we will go to that clip and then come back to our conversation. Bishop Julius Malloy, thank you very much for joining us. We're about to have a very interesting conversation, but before we go to it, let's uh, listen to what uh, happened during the interview on Sunrise with Stephen Grotes. To evangelize, to preach, um, to spread the word, uh, whichever way you like to describe it, on a train. How do you feel about that? Before we deal with the matter, we have to celebrate the fact that South Africans um, in special areas have, have got access now to some public transport that is going to be hopefully reliable, safe, and making their journeys wherever they'll be going, mostly to work and from work, uh, journeys that they feel that they are safe and they are part of a community that cares for them to making these uh, transport uh, public transport available to them. So we want to celebrate that because I think that's the most important part of the work. The issue around the issue of proclamation of, 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 or evangelization is quite a curious one because one will need to understand from Prasa why is it that Prasa felt that that particular rule need to be applied. Is it because there are people who complain that the experience of being in a public transport is being, uh, their rights are being infringed upon by those who do it and how do they do it and therefore where the banning is or the abolishing of the, of the, of the act of preaching or evangelization is the ultimate best answer. Because to us that, that calls into two competing interests in terms of our common, common life. The interest that, that talks about the right to profess your religion the right of assembly and all the kind of things that speak to that, but at the same time, the right of people to their own private space and time in public spaces and how do we deal with that in a creative way. And we are much more interested in understanding why there was a need to specifically zoom in into that space. So, I mean, if I was sitting down um, on a, on a, you know, or standing up really, I suppose, in a train, and someone is is preaching something. Now, I may disagree with the person, right? Whatever they're preaching. I may, I may hold uh, my own faith very strongly and then disagree with them. And I mean, you know, there'll be a famous sign that you'll have seen in, in, in bars and pubs and taverns around the world, politics and religion not to be discussed in this bar. And it's a sort of a joke, but the reason that people say that is because it leads to big arguments, right? Now, if I were Metrorail, I'd be a bit worried about big arguments because people believe strongly. I mean, that's the point of it. So aren't they allowed to say, look, this leads to discord, this leads to uh, disputes, and we don't want these disputes on our trains? 
that is the argument then we are are we saying therefore we are going to regulate public spaces based on our fear of contestation is that how we regulate our 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 togetherness obviously are we going to say we are going to get to place where people are going to speak only what they agree on and by the way since when is disagreement since when does disagreement produce chaos inevitably so because uh, disagreement can happen without there being chaos yeah but on religion don't people hold strong views i mean isn't there a potential that's the problem the, the potential to to disagree so 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 much that we're going to create chaos is that is that the argument well i'm saying that would be the potential i mean we see this in many societies around the world i mean you'll know that people can argue about religion very violently we don't have that here but you know you wouldn't want it isn't the reason why people isn't the reason why we do not have it here the the very fact that we're able to process publicly what we believe uh, and disagree with one another without resorting to these closed tribal spaces where these people sit in one corner and they believe what they want to believe about the others without any conversation that takes place among them uh, isn't that perhaps also part of the part of the the the, the beauty about being South African that we can uh, propagate our ideas and share them without necessarily generating, degenerating into chaos. Obviously, I can tell you, Stephen, I have sat in the train. I used to be in Cape Town. I'm in Johannesburg now. From uh, We used to call it Train Yabatali, which moved from Cape Town Station to Kailicha. I can tell you that there are many discussions that take place there. I can tell you that religion is part of that conversation. People disagree vehemently. I'm a Christian myself. There are people whose preaching about Christianity make me squirm because I, I think mm. myself, who? That, that's not what I believe about God. But they propagate their ideas and I engage with those ideas as best as I should. I'm not even arguing that uh, the, the, the right to to propagate what we believe supersedes the right of people to say, I want a quiet, safe space. Sure. I've come from work, I'm tired, I do not want to be, I don't want the noise to infringe my own space of peace. I'm not even arguing that. I'm saying perhaps there are other ways that we could have found that allows us to deal with these matters in a certain way. I can imagine if Prasa had to say people are allowed to preach for religious purposes, you're allowed to preach for anything, which would include advertising. I could see a company paying someone to go onto a train and just start shouting about their specials. You know, that would really irritate me. And yet if you allowed for one, you might have to allow it for the other. That's a very interesting proposition, Stephen, because that speaks to what we call marketing and advertising then. Yeah. And and, and what that entails. Therefore, there is a certain business proposition and a certain marketing that, that, that I think all of us uh, would need to, 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 to apply our minds into how best to deal with the situation where I use my public transportation moment as a moment for commerce. And therefore, if I see that as a commercial opportunity, what does that entail, entail and how do we regulate commerce? 
That was an audio clip um, from uh, SAFM Sunrise uh, where Stephen Hrotas uh, was uh, having a discussion around this new PASA regulation or banning of preaching in their new trains. And the conversation was with uh, Reverend Mzwandile Molo. We are now joined by Bishop Julius Muloi and uh, we're going to engage in the same conversation. Now, Bishop Muloi, have you ever been in the old trains? Yes, yes, a couple of times, yes. Okay, so I have been on them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I will tell you, it was an array of <laughs> of splendor to listen to people singing, praise and worship. Uh, it depends which coach you're in, it will be a different music, um, according to the church denomination of that particular coach. Baba uh, Shembe mm-hmm. would uh, sing and, and, and chant in their way, and then the preaching would be according to Ushembe. Uh, sometimes even, mm-hmm. you know, um, firing at uh, ladies sitting there, not covering their heads and wearing pants during those preachings. And then you'd get into the Pentecostal coach, and the Pentecostal coach uh, would would have, you know, uh, the pastors who would preach and sweat and speak in English, you know, and then sing praise and worship in English. <laughs> it, it was an array, man. Um, mm. And then it would always be interesting because it would make it would make the journey shorter. I mean, I would commute, especially during the time I was doing my first day at varsity, I would commute from Springs, which is in the East Rand, all the way to Park Station in Johannesburg so I could get to Vitz University. It was a long trip. God, other churches made it exciting, right? Mm. Um, mm. However, it also made it congested and sometimes uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. you, you can imagine when you are hearing uh, something that you don't align with necessarily being preached at you without your consent when you are just commuting, um, being there. So I want us to look at that historic side firstly, before we even look at reasons behind the banning and the sentiment within the Christian community. Take me through your history and and maybe this is where you started your training as as, as a reverend, who knows? Yeah, um, you know, I think that everybody or the majority of the society that is within metals, you know, would always have that kind of an experience. And I think that it will be a very, very, very problematic situation if we are going to want to wipe that away from the rich heritage and the capacity of South African Okay, uh, Bishop Malloy, Bishop, Bishop your line is not good. I'm going to send you back to Joey, uh, who's going to try and connect you to a better line. Uh, however, the lines are open for you as you are listening as an A-teamer. Let's speak about your sentiment around the banning of preaching within the trains, uh, the new trains of Prasa. I mean, there's, there's, there's the, the safety issue um, that they have raised. There's the cleanliness issue. There's also the right to, to people's, you know, peace of mind as they travel, if I may so put it, uh, and commute um, that has been cited. So what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a good move? Uh, it will ensure safety. Um, peace of mind as well for you? Or is it a move that is saying, no, we don't want Christianity? And bearing in mind, it's not only banning of preaching, gambling, uh, vandalism, 
trading within the trains. You know, the people would go past with apples and bananas and sweets and say, uh, one run, one run, one run. I, don't, I, can't, I can't mimic them. But they'd go on like this, right? Eh? 50 cents, 50 cents, 50 cents, I'm up on, I'm up on. If you've been in a trade, you know what I'm talking about. Everything was cheaper in the trade. It's not only the preachings that have been banned. There's a lot of other things that have been banned and some even income generating streams like the trading. So what are your thoughts? 086-000-2032. That is uh, the number to call in on or you can SMS 41391. Uh, remember, we can, oh no, SMS 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104107. Uh, Facts of Faith. On social media, it's at SAFM Radio. We continue with the conversation with Bishop uh, Julius Muloy, who's the president at uh, Christian Ministers Council of Southern Africa. We are talking about the banning of um, specifically preaching within uh, process new trains. Bishop, um, thank you very much for your patience, and I think we've got a better line for you. Please do recap on uh, the thoughts uh, that you were giving us earlier. Yes, I'm saying that uh, we need to be able to embrace the rich, you know, cultural heritage of our country, which is what makes South Africa South Africa. You know, we are unique from all other countries in the world purely because of our spirit of tolerance, our spirit of cultural diversity. We are the rainbow nation, and by extent, rainbow talks to a spectrum of colors where we can live together in harmony regardless of the differences. So when when we are in that space, when we are students, when we are in college, when we are growing up in ministry, we, 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 we are participating in the rich heartbeat of the South African society. And part of that is preaching on trains, people doing all of these things, you know, and we cannot want to, you know, um, just nip that away and say that is not an unnecessary part of our cultural heritage because some people come specifically to tour South Africa for that particular experience, for that particular culture and that diversity. Mm, okay, yes, most definitely. But within the trains, I don't remember seeing too many um, too many uh, tourists coming into our trains uh, back in the days. I don't know. You can correct me to come and listen to the preachings. Now that the preachings have been banned by Prasa in the new trains, what is the sentiment of the Christian community? Um, look, the, the, the point of the matter is that we have been, there has been a, you know, a process which has been um, in existence since the, you know, the, 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 the post-apartheid from 94 coming this way, to really, really remove Christianity gradually from all spaces of society. And I think that it's about time we, we accepted that and society needs to be aware of that, to say um, we, the Christianity, we could preach in schools, they stopped us from preaching in schools. You know, we could have our churches in classrooms. Now that also has been, you know, challenged. And now there was a hate speech bill. They they tried to say that if you preach and somebody doesn't like what you're preaching, then they can take you to court. You'll be put in prison. We went and challenged that in parliament and 
like by the grace of God, we managed to win that. And then now they are coming with a new one. So this is not an isolated case. It's part of a connected series of events whereby there is a, 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 a intentional, you know, committed uh, effort to erode the, 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 the presence of Christianity within spaces in communities. And it's going to be Prasa. Then next week it's going to be someone else saying they don't want Christianity in this space and in that space and in that space. And, and for me, it is a very, very unfair thing because if you talk about religious imposition, and, and I heard the, the conversation between Stephen Rotes and, and the Reverend, someone was saying, I don't want to hear that, I don't want to be part of that, I don't want to be religious, uh, religions and politics must be removed from certain spaces. But for me, it, it, it's a worrisome effect because every single day we are paying billions of rent as South Africans towards the Muslim community through this halal thing, that sticker that they put on biscuits and, and everything. That is, that is religious imposition and that is religious commercialization. But nobody wants to talk about that. It's all about let's challenge the preaching. We must remove preaching from everywhere. You know, they remove it from schools, but they want it in prison. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. But in the same breath, Bishop Malloy, let's look at the fact that in South Africa, we've got so many different um, um, religions, right? But the only one that's usually in public platforms, like in the trains, is that of Christianity. Um, I I don't remember interacting in a train with uh, someone from Islam. I don't remember interacting with someone from Judaism, uh, a Buddhist. It was only from the Christian faith. And in itself, the Christian faith, having different denominations um, and then and, and preaching doctrines that are varying uh, from my experiences from within the train. So even if you can say it's, 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 a, it's an event or it's events of closing down preachings, but then isn't it better for a democratic nation like ourselves to open up to absolutely everyone having the same platform or closing the platforms altogether to religious uh, talk and, and preachings? I mean, we, 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 we are called Pentecostal charismatics for a reason, and charismatic here is a key word. And I think that charismatism pushes people to be adventurous, to be out there, to, to speak to people and engage with people. Remember, there is not even one train carriage that has a board that says only Christians allowed. It's just that all other religions don't want to participate in that space. And then the very same religions go to parliament and complain that these people must be stopped from preaching because we also don't do it. But the, nobody said they shouldn't do it. You know, South Africa protects religious belief. It protects religious rights. Now, if, if somebody does not feel comfortable to go onto a certain platform to go and proclaim their faith, they should not now go out and say uh, that faith must be removed because they are also not practicing there. The question is, who said you shouldn't? You know, everybody could, and you are correct. Remember, uh, um, the, the, the key thing is that how far back does this, you know, is it, is it, is it now part of South African rich heritage? Do we take Christianity and believe it? Because around 77%, even more, of, of the citizens of this country confess to be Christian, to be part of the Christian religion, regardless of whatever doctrine they use, but they believe in the Bible, they believe in Christ, and they believe in, 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 in God. 
And we don't want to ignore that and say, no, we, we just we just want to push this agenda. But the, the, the fabric of our society is interwoven and intertwined with Christianity. And you can't separate the two, no matter how, how what you can do. When you go somewhere, you pray. When we meet in places, we pray. That's how it because Christianity is interwoven with the with with the with the fiber of our society, why should we feel that there's something wrong with it? Mm. Okay, um, the lines are open, so you can join in as an A-team listener. We've got Vivian in Cape Town on the line. Uh, v- Vivian, thank you very much for calling in. Hello, I'm here. Hi, go ahead. Okay, um, am I speaking to the bishop? Uh, yes, yes bishop is on the line. Okay. Um, thank you, Bishop, for um, taking that to court and, uh, you know, winning that hate speech thing about uh, about Christians not being able to say um, this and that, because I do remember this, law came into, and we were told that we couldn't preach on, I was a 20-year preacher on the trains in third class, and um, we were told we weren't allowed to say Christianity was the only way to heaven, and if we did, we would be arrested. But fortunately, in those days, we didn't have cell phones, so nobody recorded me because I just went on saying it because I have to tell the truth, you know, in Jesus' name. But um, I want to tell you a story. I was once down at the municipal offices, and this gentleman was helping me, and he was on the phone and um, to, to ugh, something, someone or other, and he said that, no, we don't want the Christians praying two houses away from us because... They're praying till 10 o'clock at night and the singing and it's upsetting us and we don't want it. We want to get it banned. And then um, he went out the room and I turned the letter he had in his hand around and it was, he was, um, I don't know who was writing the letter to, but he was moaning about the Christians as I'd heard him on the phone. He spent a whole letter complaining about them to have these people in private houses banned from singing Christian songs and he was actually Muslim. And I also resent the fact that, are you, are you still there? We are listening to you, Vivian. Um, but around, around what we're discussing right now, because I hear you venting and I understand, it's quite frustrating when there are restrictions. But around what we are talking about specifically right now, on the banning of preaching alongside yes. gambling and vandalism on trains. Want the, I don't want the chips banned either or the bananas. I love those people who um, sell on the trains. They really need it. First, first the people who sold on the stations were banned from making a living, and now the people in the trains object to that mm. because this is South Africa and things like that should happen. We don't want a communist government who's a dictator bringing in the reset for us all to be severe slaves. Vivian, thank you very much for calling and okay. sharing your thoughts. I'm going to get the nice. bishop. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> bishop uh, Molloy, please do weigh in because, um, yeah, Vivian comes in with gratitude for some of the work that you have done, but is also very hot sore and frustrated by what is currently happening. It's actually frustrating a lot of Christians because instead of South Africa opening the platform for other religions to practice as well, they are targeting to shut down the one that is actually using the platform, you know. And, and, and Vivian is one of the hundreds of thousands and millions of Christians who feel that uh, the South African government, the post-apartheid regime, is working hard to de-Christianize this country. And, and it is against the Constitution because the Constitution says 
opened a platform for all religions to practice openly. Now, if the, the field is there and people can practice their religion freely however they want, but then you go, Prasa goes and discriminatively says no preaching. The minute you say the word preaching, automatically you are discriminating against a specific sector of society, which is Christianity. And I don't know who said somewhere in the Prasa offices, including uh, uh, Figilem Balula, who's the minister, to say we are going to agree that no preaching should happen. That is discriminative. It is targeted at a specific sector of society, and it is unconstitutional. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back uh, to wrap up our conversation. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, this is Facts of Faith. We're still in conversation with Bishop Julius Muloi, President at the Christian Ministers Council of Southern Africa. Uh, we are wrapping up our conversation. So, uh, Bishop, with this current banning, um, what is it that you are going to do, or is there anything that you can do to take it forward uh, so that preachings at least can be permitted within uh, Prasa's new trains? Yes, uh, we definitely we we definitely are going to be taking it taking it to to court, and we'll the same we did with the hate speech bill, the same we did with the discriminatory um, you know lockdown regulations that were targeting churches unfairly, and we we are not going to you know to relent. We 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 are going to say as as long as there is a this 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 demon that's trying to de-Christianize this country, and and please. I, I, I need you to understand this. It is not about, you know, protecting or promoting Christianity. It's about uh, protecting and promoting religious rights, the right to practice your religion freely. And if there is a platform where religion is practiced and the, the, our, our government and our constitution protect that right, and then other religions are not using that space, and then the government mistakenly thinks that since others are not using this platform, let us block the other religion that is using its rights to practice their religion freely. That is discriminatory, that is wrong, and that is against our rights to practice our religion freely. Remember South Africa, on, there is no platform where nobody is allowed to practice their religion. It is whether you can go even under the mine and pray, you can go into a schoolyard and pray. The law says you should not just block others from practicing their own faith. And those who don't want to be part of that should not be coerced or forced. Now, if you are standing on a train platform and you are proclaiming the goodness of your Christ and you are proclaiming the good news about your faith and Jesus Christ, it should not be that government must now play referee within the religious sector and say, since Hinduism, Rastafari, Islam is not doing it, 
then Christianity should also not be allowed to do it. I think that is the wrong interpretation of law, and that will be taken and challenged in court. Thank you so very much for joining us, uh, Bishop Muloy. We'll be watching that very closely and uh, hoping that the outcomes will be to everyone's advantage. It should be to our advantage, thank you.